said queso. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are starting the podcast at this exact moment. Um, TJ's got to close the door. All right, TJ, you got it. Oh, you almost got it. You got to turn the furnace. I got to turn up the furnace. Parker's got it. Clutch. Um, turn up the furnace. Parker, hit that switch right there. This one? No, that switch up by the Flip wall. The switch. Oh. Perfect. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you might be wondering, John, why did you randomly start the podcast? Well... I need to get TJ's opinion on these uh, Ruffles queso cheese chips. So, TJ, what is, what's your thought on these chips? They're not bad. They're not bad? Yeah, they taste like normal cheese chips. Okay, so if you if you had the choice between Ruffles queso chip, chips, queso cheese chips, and just regular Ruffles cheddar chips, what would you choose? There's not much of a difference. So, just kind of... Vibing if 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 you yeah. want, just choose okay. randomly. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we're just kind of snacking here while we talk about the wonderful Mister Sean Connery uh, as James Bond um, in Goldfinger and Thunderball. We're here with our friend Parker, sir. Say uh, something. Say something to the mic, sir. Hola, señoras. <laughs> okay. That works for me. Um, yeah. So that's what we're talking about today. We're going to go over both movies. This is on our Bond binge. And, uh, yeah. So, we'll get started. Um, I guess what we can get started with is actually, uh, what have you guys been watching recently? Anything? Anything interesting? Um, I watched almost all of Outer Banks in like a week. Because, you know, yes. there's a bunch of... Have you seen it, TJ? I've not. It? My parents are like, watch it! And I'm like, okay! Everyone, it's been crazy hype so i was like okay i have to check it out so it's yeah. pretty good i actually really like it okay yeah, yeah. That, that's my thing at the moment is like should i start it and join the hype or i mean, watch I, other wa- I watched like the entire first season in like one day it's not and there's only two seasons out right how now. many episodes are there maybe 10 ish it's on mm. netflix i was gonna say i don't think it's out it's long. not it's not that long mm. and the third season is supposed to come out beginning of january so really that and quickly then, well, I think the first one's been out for like a year, mm. and it's just, and then when the second season came out, then people started hyping on it a little bit. It got, it's been, I mean, the last few months of the summer, it got crazy popular. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there's 20 episodes overall. Yeah, I guess. Okay. And what are they, like 50 minutes, 40 minutes? They're, they're about an hour long. Hour? Piece. Yeah, okay. 50 minutes to an hour long a piece. Okay. So thoughts on thoughts on the first season, but no spoilers, of course. But you like it? Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's really good. Um, and then, so I don't know if you're familiar with the characters, but there's this one chick named Sarah Cameron in it, and that's like the chica that all the Outer Banks fanboys simp over. Yeah, she's like crazy bad. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay, we'll get the cast right now. Yeah, Madeline Klein, dude. She's, yes. She, yeah, she's pretty. <laughs> the guy who's the guy who's Pope just looks like Lil Nas X. <laughs> Yo, don't do him like that. But it's true. It is though. But yeah, that it, it's a pretty dang entertaining show. Um, kind of mystery vibe, whatever. I don't know. It's cool though. Nice. It's kind of based around a treasure hunt. So it wasn't. From what I remember, isn't like the story or something like the dude's dad goes missing or whatever, right? Yeah, the main character John B. His dad goes missing on this 
crazy sounding excursion for a sunken pirate ship that supposedly had a bunch of gold on it or whatever. And then it's them following, especially the first season, it's them like finding clues and trying to kind of figure out where it is and if there was any validity to some of his dad's nutso things that he'd been doing. Okay. Um, and then the second season is just like plot twists stacked on top of each other. Mm. So. Yeah, I have it on my list. Yeah, yeah, I have it on my list. Um, my yeah. brother said he liked it as well. Yeah, it's it's, it's so. definitely a good one to like just binge and marathon all at once. Mm-hmm. It's one that's that's you can definitely do that super easily. Yeah. It's okay. one of those styles where it's like cliffhanger at the end of every, every episode. episode. Mm. Very cool. Yes. Um TJ? Uh, the only thing I've really watched since the last one was Interstellar. I watched that again. Okay. Broke, uh, broken my new 4K TV with it. Epic. Yes. Okay, subtle flex. So. Subtle, <laughs> yes. The, the, uh, the obvious is subtle flex. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. My opinion hasn't really changed on it. I still think it's pretty good. Uh, looks great. Sounds great. All that. Yeah. But not my favorite Nolan movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that when I did watch that movie, I definitely understood the hype for it because, I mean, I think I'm a little bit higher on it than you, TJ. Um, I I think it's just insanely amazing in every single way possible. I gave it, so for those that are on Letterboxd, you know, they they give, it's a five star rating. I gave it four and a half out of five stars. So if you can't tell, I really, really like it. Um, I think, like I said, across the board, I think everything's good. The acting, the cinematography, the effects, all that music, but, um. Yeah, we won't get in that get into that too much today. Maybe in another podcast we can talk yeah. about Nolan stuff like that. Um, I just watched Far From Home, rewatched it with yeah. my younger brother. That's a good one. And my opinion changed in the in the sense that I think it is um I don't think it's better than Homecoming. I never thought it was, but I think it's a lot closer to Homecoming mm-hmm. as far as a, as far as a Marvel movie is concerned. Yeah. I still think Homecoming's better, but I think Far From Home is is definitely closer than I than I first thought. Um, I think I think the reason I, I believe that is because um, one thing when I first watched it was is I always was like I always believed that the acting in the first one it was uh, significantly better uh, than the second one or better in the sense that like uh, I thought Michael Keaton did, did a, had a better acting job than Jake yeah. Hall. Jake Hall still did a good job, but in this one. After rewatching it, um, I realized that I appreciated Tom Holland's acting in it. I think more. Um, I thought he did a better job than what I originally. He was. I. I already thought he did a good job. I still think. I think he's the best Spider-Man. Um, but uh, I think he did just as good, if not better. I would say. I would say. Um, at least probably about just as good as the first one. Um, oh yeah, he's as, pretty consistent. As the first one, yeah, but the second one. Um, but the reason I... And then also the effects themselves. So the effects I I, I already loved, but after, re, after re-watching it, I was like, dang, I, I should definitely r- raise my score on this because of those alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Parker, you've seen it, right? Far From Home. Did you And you've seen the, uh, the post-credit scenes, right? Yeah, yeah. And it has the definitely one of the best post-credit scenes in... Marvel when when uh, it gets revealed that Spider Man is Peter Parker. Yes, um, that one's great. That one's always good. Um, I got a equally as good reaction, even though I already knew it was coming. 
Um, uh, so that was good. But I, I again, I think, um, and if I didn't mention this before, the reason, uh, the one reason really, the one main reason I have homecoming over Far From Home is I think there's better character interactions in, in Homecoming, like Solo, like, you know, for example, um, like Michael Keaton and uh, Tom Holland, Peter Parker and um, Vulture, I can't remember the, the guy's name. Um, Tombs, I think is his last name or something. Um, Adrian Tombs, I think it is. To the internet. Yeah, I'm going to check that. But anyway, Adrian Tombs, I'm pretty sure that's his name, and Peter Parker, when they're in the car, mm-hmm. going to Homecoming, Yeah. and he finds, and he slowly... You can, oh, right, as they're right. as they're driving to the homecoming, you can slowly see uh, Michael like Keaton's character stuff piecing stuff together, yeah. and you can see you can see Tom Holland getting really uncomfortable. You can see Peter Parker getting really uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and showing good range of acting. Shows really good job acting, mm-hmm. and it, and it's it's mm-hmm. that scene, but also other scenes like that. No, no other scene in, in that movie is as good as that one, in my opinion. That's like top three easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but scenes like that in, in Homecoming are the reasons why I still put it over Far From Home. You're right. I am right. Adrian Toomes. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's what I watched, Far From Home. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Dude, you, you want to talk about better character interactions. What's the, what's the, uh, Zendaya, what's her last name? Oh, uh. What's her last name? Does she? Well, uh, she doesn't. Zendaya is like her stage name. Right, that's what I thought. It's like Sting. Oh, right. it, it, yeah. interesting. Okay, well, you want to talk about character interactions, but like that whole thing with her and Tom Holland like actually dating outside. Oh, you saw those You saw those uh, paparazzi things. Yeah. Well, so There's that's some a... some character interaction. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. She's a good character, too. She plays a good MJ. Yeah, she's cool. She's cool. She's funny. Um, But... It's kind of funny going back to that you were talking about. So for those that don't know, Zendaya and Tom Holland were caught kissing uh, in a car by the paparazzi. And the whole thing now is that they haven't made it official, but the whole thing is, I mean, we're pretty sure that's, oh, really? Maybe they have. Anyway, the whole thing with that is like every Spider-Man actor has dated their co-star. So like Andrew Garfield dated Emma Stone. Um, Kirsten Dunst and Toby. Right. And now Tom Holland and Zendaya. So that's the thing now. Yeah. Um, it's kind of nuts. Yeah. All right. Well, oh, and then I also watched a couple episodes of Pokemon, the TV show with my brother. Cause nice, nice. It's fun to watch. It's a fun show to watch. And the theme song slaps. Okay. Let's be <laughs> honest here. Because it does. It does. It is genuinely good. Oh, we all watched the new Black Widow too, didn't we? Oh, yeah, that's right. We Go did. Ahead. Part, did we ever talk about that on a podcast? No, because you hadn't watched it when I said I watched it. <sighs> That's right. Maybe we should... Okay, we'll talk about that a little, and then we got to get to Thunderball and Thunderball. Goldfinger. Um, so... What was I going to say? Black Widow. Before that. What was I talking about? Oh, right, Pokemon. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I watched a couple of... So, my brother and I are about a little over halfway through the original... TV show, the Indigo League one season. season on Netflix, and TJ's been telling me that there's some episodes missing, but you're not sure which ones, right? Yeah, it's a, I think there's 50 on Netflix, and there's like 70. But you're not sure if, but you're not sure about whether the ending of the Netflix oh. one is the ending of... Yeah, I, I have yeah. no clue, like, how many of them actually are missing, like, right in terms of, like, big story stuff. So hopefully I'll find those somewhere, um... All those somewhere, the ones that we are missing, 
that aren't missing on Netflix. But um, pirate them. <laughs> the, that's what the internet is for. <laughs> so. Also, uh, if this is ever used in court, I do not condone pirating. <laughs> it was for the bit, I swear. <laughs> I don't pirate movies. Yeah, but um, well, they, there was a joke in in one of the episodes that I was watching recently where Team Rocket, you know, Jesse and James, they're always they're funny and stupid. Um, they're they're uh, trying to catch this Pokemon, and they there's a, they they have this one method they try first, and it fails, and then they try another method, and it and it starts to work. And James tell asks Jesse why they didn't do this before, and and Jesse's like, because we have to fill a thirty minute time slot. Like she literally says that in the like episode. A, it was like a fourth wall. Yeah, thing. and I yeah. love when they do that, and that's that's become one of my favorite just TV jokes that I've ever heard because it's just so funny because like it's so out of the blue. Um, it's funny and it's, yeah. I need and to then, start watching Pokemon. And the, it, yes, it's, it's definitely worth the watch. And there's a, and there's, um, a couple moments recently in the episodes where they've addressed, where even Team Rocket themselves have addressed it, how dumb and stupid they are and like how terrible they are at like, uh, everything, at everything. <laughs> oh, which is great. But, uh, yeah, other than that, um, I think that's it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right, uh, should we do Black Widow now? Sure, I guess we could. We can do a second of it. Yeah, yeah we can do a little bit of it. Okay. It's a nice transition into Bond movies. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. Get some good action. All right, uh, TJ. Uh, overall thoughts on Black Widow? I thought it was fine. Uh, the acting's pretty good, and like all the action's pretty like fun. But I did, I did think that the um, the plot to like the, the whole thing about Taskmaster was a little dumb. Like, compared to what Taskmaster should be, it was a little boring, and they kind of showed everything in the trailer, which I thought was really annoying. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just gave all his scenes away, and it was, it added, like, it took away from him. Hmm. Yeah. But, um... He, he really wasn't that much of a focal point as, like... Yeah, they made, they made it seem like he was going to be, like, the big bad of the movie, and he's yeah. in it for, like, six minutes. Yeah, because, like, when you're talking about conflicts in movies... The, like the different kinds of conflicts like it was very much more of like a personal conflict with black widow and her family so then it then it was like an external aggravator yeah um i don't know it was just the way they marketed it made it seem like it was the big thing in the movie and everyone got really excited for it and i'm not the only person who's like they didn't really deliver on that because it was like the big thing that everyone was excited for in this movie mm-hmm. was a good Taskmaster. They didn't bring us a, a Taskmaster at all, pretty so, much. So you're saying you're saying you didn't like Taskmaster Taskmaster because he wasn't used correctly? Is that what Partially. you're saying? And also, they just they didn't use him enough to make him big. It just wasn't a focal point. Yeah, they mm-hmm. did. They did compared to what he should be. It just didn't feel. It didn't have the oomph that it should have. He should be this formidable force that can kick everyone's ass. But then again, he's then he's like, his the same five shots are used in the, all the trailers, and they're in the movie, and then that's about it. Because that's kind of like, because eh. I will say the, the 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 one thing I did really like about Taskmaster Taskmaster I'm having a hard time saying yes, you that. Are. Um, I'm getting caught up here. Um, is that one especially that one scene on the bridge? Oh, that was phenomenal. Actually, oh, that's action scene's great. Yeah, that's like that's like cool. that's like basically peak Marvel action right there. Yeah. Yes, the the scenes themselves are like good. It's just that the, they they it felt like they were gonna like lead up more, and then they didn't. 
Mm-hmm. It, it just felt like it went nowhere. And I kind of sat there in the theater and I was like, that's all the thrills coming out of Taskmaster? You should know that this is like the big, big villain mm-hmm. of Marvel Dream. This is like adding Waluigi to Smash for Marvel mm-hmm. fans. But they, it was just like, it was just like, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I I have no uh, reference of him, him in the comics. So, I mean... I mean, yeah. TJ, it sounds like you do have a yeah. fairly yeah, um, grasp, big yeah, grasp on that. I mean, not much, like, but like, I do know that he's supposed to be, like, a big, bigger, like, formidable force. He's also more of a Spider-Man villain than he's a Black Widow villain. Really? Yes. Huh. Does it use the Widows, like, that whole organization, the way no, that they brought him up? No, he's more of, like, his own, like, freelance thing. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Wait, wait he, was, he wasn't Sinister Six, was he? No, he might have been like in like one variation, but mm-hmm. most times he's 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 just his own little thing. Hmm. Kind of shows up in the background. Interesting. Yeah. Um, one thing I'll say. Um, by the way, on your point, TJ, I I can understand where you're coming from. I think for me, I didn't feel that nearly as much because I I had no background on. Yeah. Him. So I had no background on the character right. of him. Yeah, I, um, I, I think that was a lot of people's thing. Was that if you didn't know much, it was it was fine. Yeah. But if you did know, it was kind of just like. Right. It was a big like it was a big groan moment because mm-hmm. I had that and my friend had no clue what I was groaning about and yeah yeah she's like it's great and I'm like no it isn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it yeah yeah it, it was like the, the the perfect balance between like people watching it was me and my friend mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. Well, I, like I'm more of a casual when it comes yeah. to that kind of stuff too. right it is, that was the first Marvel movie I've watched in a long time. Oh yeah, same. Um, so I thought I thought it was really entertaining. Yeah. Um, Scarlett Johansson is always good to watch in theaters. And then the no, yeah. Florence. Florence <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, I just say, I'm just saying, they were good. They were funny too. They were. Uh, they were. Yeah. Pew is awesome. She she, she's so always great. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, just more background on uh, Black Widow and stuff. Family. Oh, it was really good. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I thought parts of it were like really fun, like the, just like the banter between everyone was fun and all that. Yeah, yeah. The chemistry, the chemistry between the family itself was, oh, it was great. Great. It was yes. like absolutely perfect because it was so yes. funny and weird and yes. Yeah, it's, it feels off the wall at times and yeah, it feels what you like would want from that. Right, right. Of such a bizarre situation, it works perfectly. Right. It was it was executed very well, which is. A really weird thing to like execute. Yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and costume design was good as well. Oh yeah. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Um, it. Um, wasn't Taskmaster fairly? Comic yeah. Oh yeah. Accurate? He was, he was, yeah. Pretty comic accurate. Wise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, he had that shield in the comics. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sword and the shield are the big things. Okay. Yeah, that was. I always like. Um, Marvel Marvel does a good job with and MCU has so far done a good job with uh, characters using shields effectively. Yes, um, we love our shields. Yes, uh, but uh, yeah. No, the yeah. biggest thing for just our overarching like character development and how everything's always intertwined and stuff. It's, yeah, like, crazy inter- that, interesting. That is a good point. The character development between the family is pretty good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even, like, the way they use flashbacks and stuff for, especially for Black Widow, mm-hmm. like, it just, it made the whole thing super engaging all the time. 
It was weird. It caught me off guard, though, having the credits at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had that feeling, too, where they did the montage at the beginning instead of the end. Mm-hmm. After it cuts to black. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing that was confusing for me at the beginning was just Black Widow when she was a kid, dude. Yeah. With the blue hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the way... The, the original setup of the film was, was good, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. How, how they... Um, like it, it's always, it's, I don't know if it's hard, but it's, it can be difficult. It can be difficult when you have a character that's already established and trying to figure out a backstory for that character yeah, and backstory. not screwing it up. Right. Um, and they didn't do that in this case. Yeah. Yeah. It felt pretty good. Um, we, we knew a little bit of her backstory because of age of Ultron, very little, but, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know that whole, what's the name of the society thing? Or what's the, the like, Red Black Widows, right? That's what they're yeah, called, the right? Room? Yeah, the Red Room. Red Room and it was like, program was called, yeah. I was like, it was fine. I with felt the, like... Yeah, with the whole Moonraker thing? Like, or this kind of just turns into a big Moonraker twist yeah. ending. Yeah. It was, it was, it was okay. Yeah. yeah. I did like the plan. Like, the plan was a cool thing. Oh, yeah, The yeah. way they set that plan up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, I think it was just like, oh, hey, Moonraker's at the beginning of this movie, and oh, wait, obviously... Bond influences because it's a spy movie. Yeah. Uh, I know, the plan, the whole super plan, did seem very Bond inspired. So. Yeah. Yes. Well, a TJ actually brought up a good point. Now that I look at it, it, is very similar to Moonraker. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I. You know, we'll, we'll eventually show you Moonraker. Moonraker is so fun. Yeah, but basically, actually, the climax of Moonraker is the climax of Black Widow. It pretty much is. Um, where Roger Moore ends up going up to this huge space shuttle thing that the villain set up and there's a huge ending fight scene on it just like in black widow it's great and yeah it is it's um moonraker is also very influenced by star wars i think that's what kind of the main reason it. they they released it at that time uh, well in 70s yeah was it was moonraker a, a book though first was it one of the bond books i don't remember let me look because if it let me see Moon... yeah two years after star wars so. yeah Moon, if because if it was a book, Moonraker, I think it is. Let's see. Yeah, oh. yeah, it is. Okay, so that's interesting. So, um, but they might be. They might have been like, this. It's time for space since Star Wars and right stuff like that were getting big. So, so it wasn't a it wasn't a full on copy considering it originally was a book before yeah. Star Wars. But there's definitely influences. Like if you look at the set design and stuff, yeah. it's very similar to Star Wars. Um. But yeah, I think uh, I think that's all for Black Widow. Yeah. Right. I think we all. Anything else we want to talk about? Uh, maybe it's... just the end credits scene. The end credits oh, that's right. Interesting. We can talk about that. Oh yeah. I didn't realize it until after I watched the movie, just because I just didn't know uh, where the movie was set. So it's set like before uh, Endgame. Yeah, it's it's, it's pre Infinity like, War. Yeah, before Infinity War, but after. Um, Civil other, War. Yeah, after Civil War. Yeah, so, between I the wars. I didn't realize that until after. So when I saw the end credit scene, I like pieced that together. Because then yeah. I remember, I had to be reminded of the scene with the Soul Stone. Yeah, on Vormir. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, and then that, and then all, uh, Marvel's amazing at doing those end credit scene where it's like, gets you kind of hyped for like the, the next, next part thing. of the story. Oh yeah. my God, yes. I, the theater I saw it in, 
when everything was all piecing together in that end credit scene, everyone was going ape shit. <laughs> and they were all screaming. We were like, yeah! <laughs> Bro, I'm just, I'm just so happy. So good. I, yeah, I just, I'm just happy I get to see Florence Pugh acting again. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Parker. I mean, you're not wrong, but thank you, Parker. Um, yeah, no, that'll be cool. Um, that now we kind of, well, now we have more idea on what's going to happen with uh, the show. Oh, right, because she's that's what she's probably going to show up in, right? To yeah. deal with him, yeah. Yeah, that, that, I think that's the, was the big thing is it's supposed to get everyone hyped for Hawkeye, right? Oh, that does make sense. Yeah. So it's going to be like that plus training Kate Bishop, and then I don't know if Katie there's gonna be, Steinfeld. I don't know if there's I don't know if it's going to be like a I don't know if it's going to be like a, a Falcon and Winter Soldier thing where it's like. The side there's there's two evil forces or whatever because it's like because with uh, Falcon Winter Soldier it was John Walker and the Flag Smashers right I wonder if it's gonna be like that except uh, Yelena is one is John Walker's position and there's like a bigger force I don't know we'll have to find out yeah it's not it shouldn't be too I think it's like November is when it's coming out they re- they gave a release date recently. For Hawkeye. What's, is it, what is it called? What's the actual show called? Hawkeye. Just Hawkeye? Yeah. Just book a Hawkeye show. Is it the third one that Nef- that they're doing? On, uh, for on shows? Plus? Uh, it's the fourth live action one. Because there was... The first one was... WandaVision. Uh, WandaVision. It was WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki. Oh, right. And Loki. Then, I forgot about Loki. Um, the one... And then there's also What If, which is going on right now. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which, yeah, I haven't watched any of those. I need to get up to speed on them. Yeah, the first one's fine. The second one's the second one's better. Like it, it's a lot funnier, and it's like it doesn't feel like it's trying to like. The first one feels it's like, it's a little bit of recapping a whole movie in like thirty minutes, where the second one it feels a lot smaller. It's more of like a like it, it feels more like it's just a normal episode. Yeah, and it it it's just a lot more fun. Well, I've also I've also. Heard heard Disney say that you're not really missing out on anything as a like concerning the overall plot of the movies if you yeah. skip the the TV shows the TV shows just like they branch off the movies a little bit but they can kind of be their own thing like you don't have to watch the TV shows to understand what's happening in the movies yeah um that's yeah they they said that i i'm interested to see how cuz some yeah. of those shows have really. It feels like they're like going hard. Mm. Yeah, like Loki in stuff. particular. Well, yeah, Loki and Wandavision are like yeah. the bigger two. The Falcon Winter Soldier one, I can definitely see them. You not needing to watch that one because it's basically because yes. the only. Well, I don't, I'm not gonna say it, but <laughs> the only takeaway. Well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it. But the only there's only like I mean TJ, you know, there's only like few big things really to come out of it but like if you just watched captain america 4 i feel like you'd be fine if you didn't watch if you didn't yeah, watch because you're just like oh this falcons is- changed and oh pretty much it yes that was pretty much falcon winter soldier <laughs> yeah whereas six hours and right six seconds <laughs> right whereas whereas one division and loki they do have they set up more or at least that's yeah I, I personally hope that they stick with what they said originally because I don't like companies or or subscription services or, yeah, just 
film company saying, oh, you have to pay money, more money, a subscription service to watch these right, so these movies yeah. in the theaters can make sense. I, I don't like that. Yeah. I just, I, um, honestly, I think it's a smarter move from them because you would probably take away a lot of the people that are more casual about it. Like, I'll go yeah. see a right. movie in theaters, but I don't, I don't know. I just haven't had time to binge the shows. Yeah. The shows. Yeah. Um, it seems like they know what they're doing. They they made it sound like, yeah, we, we got it. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm just interested to see how it goes, because it it it, yeah. it could be done beautifully or it could be done just awful. <laughs> well, yeah. they've, they've proven to be pretty consistent, doing a good job. With yeah, all this stuff. Yeah, Marvel, Marvel is well. We're not gonna talk about DC, but Marvel yeah, they're on top of it. DC's a mess. Marvel's on top of it. Yeah, that's pretty much all there is to say. The the TJ and I were talking about it the other day. Like even the bad Marvel movies aren't that. No, like they're like, they're oh, yeah. fine. Bad comic DC book. movies are utter. They're garbage. Bad. They're bad. How dare you offend the Suicide right? <laughs> the suicide old Suicide Squad? squad. Yeah, the old. That movie's so trash. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> I was so hyped for it because it has like Will Smith in it and stuff, and it was yes, so it's, bad. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it so was, out it was of like order. Seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So I don't even know. If, maybe not that low, but it was I think crap. I think it's pretty low. Yeah, I kind of want to look now. Yeah. The old suicide. And there's a was it there in Birds of Prey or whatever that came out recently too. That one's good. That really? one I yeah that one I actually oh. think I can actually I agree with TJ I think that one's actually good. It's it's pretty fun. I think twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah. yeah, that's bad. That's is that the lowest DC movie that's come out in the last like decade? Uh, I don't know. There's some bad Green Lantern and Hulk. Oh, and Green Lantern well, might Hulk take the cake. Bad. Green Lantern was pretty bad. Let's see. Hulk is uh, yeah, look up Green Lantern. Okay. Green um, Lantern. Where's our Lord and Savior, Ryan Reynolds and Taika Waititi? Uh, that one has a 26%. Yes, okay, yeah, same. so it's, yeah, it's not much different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched that one. It's, that one's so bad. And Batman v Superman has a 29. That one, yeah, I saw that one in theaters. Same in like here. Sixth grade or whenever it was that it came out. It's yeah, it's so a... bad. Or like middle school. So it's you're a lot saying slower. our, you're, so you're saying our mothers have the same name. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Let's team <laughs> up is. and then fight this other adversary that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, that probably was a little dumb. Yeah, I know. <laughs> By a little, I mean really. Yeah, I think so, yes. Yeah, Martha, yeah, that feels like a... Martha! Nah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, DC's a mess. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, Recently, they've had some hits. Um. Yeah. Yeah, Mo- uh, like I saw I saw Shazam at the Dollar Theater, and I actually thought that was pretty entertaining. It, it is kind of, it's kind of a fun, fun movie. movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Aquaman wasn't that bad, Shazam wasn't that bad. Uh, I just really, I had really low expectations. Yeah. And it was, yeah. It was good, it was decent. Right. Yeah, Birds of Prey was good. Apparently the new Justice League version is pretty good. Oh, that, the other, the, the older four hour Justice one. League? The, yeah. The Justice yeah, League the, before, that one was so crap. Oh, yeah, the old version is like, god-awful. Yeah. Or like the, the one that came out like four years ago or five years yeah, ago or something. Uh, I think it was 2018. Oh, really? It was that recent? Yeah. I just remember seeing, I watched it in theater like when my cousins were in town or something. Same. It was so bad. It's, it's really bad. But they released the reworked version. Snyder recently. Cut. It's four it's hours long. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, it's apparently it's so much better. Yeah. It, it, like, it puts the others like 
like everything else to shame. It's, and it's literally <laughs> like, well, a perfect. Go ahead, Parker. Go ahead. Well, I just remember like when it came out. It was just after DC had been doing really well with their with their TV shows with the Arrow yes. and, and the Flash. Yeah, that, that was like peak time. Yeah, for those. and so there yeah. was like, and then they used the Flash was like super popular. But then, and then they, Justice League came they crossed out. Them. Diff- yeah, they crossed him a little bit, but it was a different actor that was playing Flash from the TV show. Yeah, it, um, it was like it's supposed to be like Flashpoint things where Ezra Miller from the movies meets up with, I think it's Grant Gustin is the kid who's in uh, um yeah in the show, and they like meet up and have like this scene, but it was like this big deal. Huh. I don't remember much. <laughs> I, just I remember. remember I I actually did watch a lot of the Flash TV show, and then I saw Justice League, and it's like, oh, this is bad, yeah, bad, because that was really the one thing DC had going for them was they had a couple of pretty good TV shows. Oh and, yeah, and and they still and they still do have good TV shows. Yes. Um, I think, um, they don't get they don't get talked about a lot. I think I think partially that's due to marketing, but also just partially because uh people's um. People don't think highly of DC right now, and, and understandably so because of some of the stuff they've released. But yeah. like TJ and I are watching this show called Titans. Yeah. Um, and it's basically like a young Justice League type thing, basically, right? Yeah, TJ. Yeah, it's yeah, it's Teen Titans, but gritty and right violence. It's like um, <laughs> like the leader is Dick Grayson, who's Robin hmm. for yeah. a Batman's Robin. Um, Starfire's in it. Raven. Right. So just like I, I mean, like I the Teen watching, Titans like, show. TV show, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that, but it's, there's no cyborg. Oh. But um, it's a lot grittier. It's it's almost kind of like um, I was gonna draw a weird connection, but I don't remember what it was now. But yeah, it's it's very violent at times. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot more mature at and yeah, but that's what's cool about it. Quality wise, yeah. it's it's. Eh. Like it's it's nowhere near the quality of the three Marvel shows that have come out. Like if you're looking at them critically, those three shows are better. Mm. What do you mean the, the the effects on that Blackfire in that one scene? There's there's a scene where um, Starfire's sister compl- like talks to Starfire like through a hologram, oh, but it's so obviously fake. Yeah, uh, I'll show like yeah show I'll you show, show you Parker a picture. thing. I'll just send it to you because um you're sitting across from us. Yeah, I. Yeah, but the reason so, but when I rank it as favorites, because you know favorites can be different than best, obviously. Otherwise, right, everyone's favorite would be very similar. Um, in certain cases, I actually have it as my second favorite. Um, superhero show, like oh. just in general, yeah. because um, it it's <laughs> the dialogue is so bad. By the way, in season one, it is it is pretty bad. Like there, it's so bad to the point where I like how I say it's my second favorite TV show, and then I'm just I'm talking about how just bad. Just Yes, but the dialogue is so bad at points that so one of the main characters, Corey, that's her that, that's her name, but like Starfire is her I guess her superhero name or whatever. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. that's, yeah that's um, the one thing everyone knows her by. Um, it's going to you right now. Um, it's so bad that there's this there's this scene in the first season. There's several scenes in the first season where you want to feel bad for Corey because she's talking about some really emotional things. But the dialogue is so bad that you don't feel bad for her because you're trying to, but you can't because the dialogue is so bad. It, it's, it, it's Yeah, it's something. It gets to that point. But the reason it's my second favorite TV show is because I love the things like the costume design, um, c- c- characters, um, and, of course, certain plot points um, as well. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that. Okay, um, this this picture of the hologram scene. This literally looks like it was from the original Star Wars movies. Yeah, it, it's like on par with that. Maybe even worse. Yeah, it, it has like that like really early like like cgi look to it <laughs> it looks like, like it looks like it was made like ms star, paint like yeah really the early star wars movies yeah is, is like about what it looks like yeah but um we should probably transition into bond movies soon yeah we've been talking <laughs> for a while um <laughs> the thing we came here to do yeah let's get to that all right ladies and gentlemen no, we're right. gonna get to the main segment of the podcast which is Mr. or Sir, sorry, Sir Sean Connery yes, as sir. Mr. as James Bond in mm-hmm. Goldeneye and Thunderball. You mean, Part- Gold, you mean Goldfinger? Okay, you said Goldeneye before, and then I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's why. Oh my gosh. I'm an agent of chaos. Yes, you are. Now you have me. Sa- okay. Um, Goldfinger. Yes. Goldfinger and Thunderball. Parker. Yeah. Overall, we'll get we'll get into some specifics, obviously, but overall thoughts on Goldfinger. Goldfinger, uh, that was one. So we watched that one second, so it was like a little bit fresh in my mind. I thought it was really good. The only super big hit I have on it is like, and this is kind of in the specifics, but it's like when they're going to take over Fort Knox and they're flying the plane, and then all of the army guys just start like collapsing. <laughs> that was like so what good. the heck is going on? It was so weird, but I did I, I did really enjoy it. It was a really yeah. good movie. Sean yeah. Connery is always fantastic. Yeah, he's a good Bond. Obviously, he's one of the best. And like I said, we'll go through we'll go through scene not scene by scene, but kind of section by section. Yeah, yeah I'm just yeah, trying yeah. to get overall here. Um, TJ. Oh yeah, um, I love that Bond movie. It's really fun. It's it's I think it's like the perfect blend of like kind of like taking it seriously and also being like really campy and dumb. Because it, in theory, it's not too serious, but it's also not too campy. Right. Like I just said. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sean Connery's like I said, like Park said, always great. Uh, it's really, it just feels fun and iconic, and it feels like everything you feel should feel out of like a good Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with all the points you hit there. It's it's interesting because it's 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 different than the Bond movies that came before and after because it's a lot slower. Like they're yeah. like, it's I shouldn't I shouldn't say slower. It's a lot more toned down. Like yes. the action quite there's, isn't there. There's like, really not that much action until you get to the part with. Yeah, the bomb and storming Fort Knox. Right. Yeah, that like there, there's that, and then there's like the chase scene early in the movie, and it's not oh, like other than those two, there's not much. It's know. the the ratio of dialogue to action is it's not that high compared to so a lot of other ones. all of the other ones. Yeah. Um. And, and surprisingly, um, that doesn't that doesn't diminish it for, for. For the critics, or for you know us, oh yeah, as a, as a film, um, the dialogue is like the dialogue itself. It's it's a Bond dialogue. It's fine. Like yeah, it's yeah. what Bond is. It's Bond dialogue. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was. I, I mean, I thought it was good too. It's it's one of those ones that uh, it, rewatchability is very high. Oh yeah. Um, rewatching it a second time, however, it, I really noticed, like I was just saying, the lack of action. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, which isn't a bad thing, per se. Yeah, there was still, like, a lot of interesting parts, though, because he was kind of piecing together what Golden mm-hmm. Goldfinger's trying to do the whole time. Right. Especially yeah. when he's, like, camping outside of that factory. Um, and he's oh, peering yeah. through the windows yeah. and stuff, yeah. and then he overhears, like, a couple of, uh, Grand Slam or whatever. Right. Operation um, Grand Slam. Yeah, so yeah. There's, still, there's still a lot of interesting parts, it just wasn't so action-filled. Right, yes. right. Because, like, in, in a lot of other Bond films, you'll have action that will carry a scene over from right. scene to scene, yes. you know? Yeah. This one, it wasn't really like that. Um, no, it's, it's all more... Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess we can start going scene by scene. Um, I will say, well, we can, I guess we could wait. I guess I'll wait till we get to it then. Um, so the cold open, um, what's that? Is that the one? Is that the one with the, fa- um, where he blows stuff up? Yes. Right. That's what yeah, I saw. The white tux. Yeah, yeah. Right. The one that, um, actually has nothing to do with the main plot of the movie, which I'm pretty sure all the movies leading up, there's only two, but the two movies leading up to that, the cold open did invo- did have something to do with the movie yeah because in from russia it was the training thing with yes. that one guy yeah with the guy from jaws with the guy from oh yeah that's right the guy yeah. from jaws and then what was Do- what was dr nose dr no it doesn't it doesn't even have doesn't have one it doesn't have a cold like an like an the scene to open it. it it goes straight into the um it, it does the intro sequence kind of oh that's right people and then um it cuts to the three blind people and that's how it that's starts. right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I guess in a sense that would that would have been the cold open probably if that was yes that did happen. Um, but yeah, and um, and it and it was good. The cold open was really good. I think it's one of my favorites. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I did I did like the touch of having the bird on Vaughn's head when he was yeah, when he was bird. swimming because yeah. there's no you don't need that like. But that's what makes Bond movies so great, is there's yes. stuff that he doesn't need, but, you know, it's it ridiculous it so and fun. fun, so... Yeah. So, yeah, that was good. And, um... I gotta say, the sound of that, like, putty uh, thing coming out of the tubes, that was very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it was bad, but it was definitely interesting. I, um, I feel like I remember what you're talking slightly about. Slightly uncomfortable. I was slightly uncomfortable, but, you know, it's all good. <laughs> Um, well, one of the most interesting things was one of the, uh, I guess they're calling him Odd Job. You know, like the bodyguard yes. yes. with the mustache? That guy's a legend. Yeah, yeah, Odd Job is great. He, yeah, he's he's consistently good in he just had, Yeah, finger. he just adds this weird element of just, because he's just such an off-character, off-pace character. Mm-hmm. He's just this different kind of guy. Uh, hold on, I'm going to turn the fan real quick. Oh, did I turn it off? I thought I just switched the setting. There we go. Right now we're good. All right, folks, I don't think you should be able to hear that. It's pretty quiet, but it is getting kind of getting hot in here. Um, it gets really hot in here after a while, um, especially with the furnace off. But um, <laughs> it sounds like they're just rubbing paper together. <laughs> yeah, it, Like crumple up paper. Oh, were you, yeah. yeah like sounds, where you do the thing with the two blades of grass and you like blow them between. Yeah, yeah it's, it sounds kind of weird, yeah. but... Um, but, uh, yeah, cold open's good. Um, we see the white tux for the very first time. The iconic Bond white tux. Um, and later in Thunderball, we're going to talk about it in a second, I was offended when uh, when uh, the main guy and main villain guy in Thunderball was wearing a white tux. Remember? Oh, yeah. For the casino scene. Oh. I was like, I was like how dare you? 
How dare you? Um, no, but, uh, yeah, it was good to see. Um, and, yeah, that was cold open. Um, Goldfinger, I always get that song stuck in my head. Goldfinger! Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, and then it opens and it goes into the poker scene, or where they're playing cards. Uh, oh, yeah. Where Goldfinger's playing cards with the other dude. They're at the pool, and then he meets... Yes. The Bond yes. meets yes. the one girl, Jill, or... Jill, it's Jill Masterson. Yeah. The the sister who he later meets, the one who's trying to get revenge, is Tilly Masterson. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was that was a fun that was a fun introduction to Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Kind of. Yeah. Gave a good synopsis of kind of what his character is. Yeah. One thing I wasn't clear on though is what was um. What was, what's the USCIA guy's name? He's always shows Felix. Up. What was he tell? What was he talking to Bond about with Goldfinger? What well, he said something he, about why they were tr- following him. Um, I don't remember exactly why. Um, I I I think it had something to do with they were trying to figure out how he smuggled all his gold from place to place. Yeah, yeah. That and then yeah. um. They were hoping that, like, in his meeting, he would say something about it. Right, because we don't find out later, till like halfway through the film, that he's he's trying to. But he, he we don't find out later that he's trying to get rid of all the gold, you know, in the world except for his, you know. Well, so he, he was, yeah, he was using his. He was melting his gold and transporting it under the title of machine parts. Right. Yes. Where it was like. Parts of his car, to the car and whatever. Right. But then, yeah, later we find out that he's trying to um, ruin a large amount of the gold supply in order to increase in value. Right. Right. Um, Economics, baby. Yes. (laughs) I thought, and I I did like that. I I definitely like that over the simple, like, okay, I'm just going to take over Fort Knox and take all the gold out of it. Yeah, yeah. Which is what, which is when they first, because when they first. From my understanding, when they first mention Fort Knox, well, Bond is spying in on the plan. I'm pretty sure is what is yeah, what the deal yes. is. And they all think he's nuts, and the, and then later Bond is talking to him, doing his little mathy banter thing. He's like, "There's like a million tons of gold or whatever." It's like, "How are you gonna move it?" And then Gold yes. snaps back, and right. he's like, "Who said anything about moving it?" Yeah, yeah. I thought that was good. That um, sounds good. I thought that was good. Um, and then I was just gonna say something, and then I forgot. Um. Well, screw going through the movie uh, from beginning to end. Just we'll just start, we'll just, yeah. So um, while we're talking about when he was talking, when he was uh, laying out his plan for all those guys in that room. Yeah. Um, the set design was amazing. I I was thinking That's that cool. while we were while we were watching it because I was like, yeah. there was all this stuff with him, like where the desk was swiveling and then all the windows were closing and then it, his giant plan like rises up from the ground it was really impressive looking right yeah it's all like that that steel and wood material mm-hmm. cool architecture and it's so outlandish but i love how the floor was moving and stuff like that to reveal mm-hmm. oh my gosh it was so outlandish but so good mm-hmm. i don't it's there was and there was something satisfying about the sound that it made too yeah <laughs> you know opening. when it was opening yeah um that i thought was really good um, but yeah, yeah. And then I felt really bad for the one guy that was like, yo, I don't want to be a part of this. Oh, and then he, and then he, and, 
he ends up getting uh, a chowed and then gets crushed by a um, by a, a car compactor. Yeah, like the, he the odd job dude shot him first, right, and right. Then brought him and crushed him. And then, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And then one thing that I was like, it's it's just one of those bond. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna call them bondisms. Yeah. Um, which is when um. Gold, so Goldfinger puts the gold in the back of the trunk, right, of the thing, and instead of taking the gold out and then crushing the car yeah, or something that matter, they crush the car and, and then, then Goldfinger's like, "All right, I need you." And then instead of leaving it, they take the crushed car back in that tiny yeah, pickup in the truck, right? And Goldfinger's like, "All right, I need, I need you to extract the gold from from this." I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, that's that's kind of what you got. What you. Uh, it's one of those things that, as I mentioned before in podcasts, uh, podcast episodes, where you just kind of expect those things, and technically they're supposed to be memes and and it's, it, those kind of things, those kind of actions, and they are, but they st- but they heighten the movie. Yes. Um, and it's fun to, I guess, almost trash not trash on them, but make fun of them. Right. Yet still, they heighten the movie. Yes. Um, which is good. Which is really cool. And I don't. I don't think many other movies do that as do that like Bond does. Those Bond movies. Oh, real quick. So yeah. Goldfinger won one Oscar. Guess what it's for? Uh, sound editing. Oh my God, you're right. Whoa, that was impressive. I, I thought the sound. I thought the sound editing was good. It was uh, good. It was placed really well. Is what I noticed. Although I did think it was funny how the sounds were kind of really funny when uh, Pussy Galore and James Bond were throwing each other around the barn. Oh, yeah. And it was like the whoop, or like kind of sound effects. Yeah. Like those were kind of interesting. But, um, yeah. 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 Um, I think one... One of the things they did that I really enjoyed in that film was um, sometimes in these earlier Bond films, a side character will die, like a non-important side character will die, and you don't really feel anything for that character. Right. But when um, when um, Tilly, that's her name, Tilly. Mm-hmm. Right. What did I say? Yeah, it was Tilly. That's the one that. Um, She's the second one. She was the second one. That's right. When Tilly gets hit with the hat, Oddjob's hat, and dies, oh, yeah. I actually, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I actually felt something there. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas, like, in other movies, other Bond movies around that time, there'd be characters in a similar level to um, Tilly, where I, I really would be like, okay. Like, I wouldn't care nearly as much. But that's that I that, t- that time I did. Um, and I thought it was also, I thought it was also interesting... Um, seeing them kill her off pretty quickly because it seems like she's going in as an established uh, character yeah, that's going to really, go with Bond till well, the end. And neither of those girls, Jill got killed super early, and then Tilly wasn't. Yeah, she wasn't there for very long either. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. What do you, What do you guys think about that? That whole thing, that whole uh, sequence with uh, with her dying. I don't. It. I didn't expect her to die. You know, you just think it was one of those things where they're just going to get captured, and that's that. Mm-hmm. Also, the other weird thing is right after that happened, Bond is just, like, chilling with her, and then all of the 
bad dudes in their weird blue and yellow jumpsuits. Like, they all roll up at once, and they're all just chilling with Bond. They, like, don't take him in immediately or do anything weird like that. Yeah. It was, like, I don't know. Yeah. It was confusing. Yeah. Um, I did like their costumes, though. They were kind of yeah. fun. Yeah. The they had, like, the yellow belt or whatever. Yes. And, like, the gray kind of jumpsuit thing. They're amazing. Um, oh, another insanely important aspect of the movie, the Aston... The DB5. First time with Aston, too. There's a lot of stuff introduced in this film. Mm -hmm. A lot. Oh, yeah. The saying, shaken, not stirred. Shaken, not stirred. White tux. White tux. Uh DB5. And also just the the formula going forward with the Bond movies. Yeah. Whereas, like, the other two... They didn't near... They didn't go... They didn't go full on Goldfinger, which was literally... Clearly explaining the plan before killing Bond, that sort of thing. Like in the other two, maybe maybe it happened, but they weren't so clear, and they yeah. weren't so kind of like boom, 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 like yes. with how how it was executed. Whereas Goldfinger really establishes that. Yeah, yes. it's like the precedent Bond Bond film. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That is interesting. Um, and then Geneva, dude, when they were filming in Switzerland. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, to this day, it is still my favorite Bond location, um, and they and they managed to use it really effectively. I think it we can all agree cool. on that. Yeah, it looks really cool. Um, and uh, just like the the windy road and stuff like that, and the scenery was really good. And seeing Bond drive the the Aston, Aston. through that yeah. was Super really cool. really cool. Um. I wasn't a big fan though. I don't know. About, I don't know what you guys think. I wasn't a big fan of uh, of the girl being a well. I don't know. I I don't know. Actually, I don't know how I feel about this. But so remember, she so the whole thing with Tilly is she's obviously trying to kill Goldfinger, mm-hmm. and she misses so so terribly, like it, to the point where we think she was. Uh, yeah, it was bad. Um, and originally, my original thing on that was I'm like, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, we kind of have to address it. So, obviously, the whole the Bond movies, especially in the beginning, were very misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and that, that can be unfortunate at times. Um, but for me, it's kind of one of those things where I'm just like, it's unfortunate, but I still love these movies, you know, for what they are. Yes, and it, was, it was more of a just, thing of the time. It's just right. Right. Well, a thing of the time, sure, but it's just Bond's character. Even, right. even in the newer movie, even in the Daniel Craig ones. Right. Yeah, true. Like, there's a one where, I, it might have been Casino Royale, where he's with the one girl, and they, like, hook up on the sailboat or whatever, and then they bring him out to the island, it's him, the other dude, and he puts the shot glass on her head, and he tells Bond to yeah. shoot it off or, he di- or she dies, and then he misses, and then... Yes, yeah, like, that's It's just... I don't know, it's just kind of part of yeah. his character is to right. get with all the baddies. Yeah. I think it, uh, yes, I understand what you're saying. And it, again, Bond is my favorite franchise, my favorite movie franchise. So right. I understand. But like, it got really uncomfortable for me for, I don't know about you guys, for Goldfinger and Thunderball though, where it was almost basically there, rape. Yeah, there was, there was the one, I don't remember, 
Like there was with the nurse. Is that was that Goldfinger or Thunderball? That's Thunderball. Thun- there's Thunderball. That Thunderball. There's that. That scene was was pretty bad. That's a, yeah. That one makes nurse. Yeah. That was not that. There's a few. It the seems like that. Thing, yeah. It's like super aggressive with her right off the bat, and then exchanges her not watching him screwing up for yes. Yeah. 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 That, that was not. That was that was kind of yeah. That yeah. wasn't good. Uh, uh, when he came down on Pussy Galore in the barn was not oh, good yeah, at that all. Um, and there was, I think there was another thing exactly like that in Thunderball. And uh, I kind of, I don't know why I noticed, I brought that up now and noticed that more after the rewatch, but, you know, I don't know. It is just one of those Bond things that's unfortunate, but uh, for, fortunately, they've improved on that a lot. Yeah, has that, like, that, hasn't aged one well. thing for Bond no. to be like super classy and Suave. being able to right and being able to just swoon all these women but then there's another thing to have him be like yeah super aggressive yeah yeah right right that that was and that is the my my only complaint my big complaint with those two movies is those scenes oh yeah yeah um i think we can all agree on that yeah it um, ages awfully but like the like the scenes where he, he swoons the ladies like that's, that's fine bond. like that's bond that is bond that's bond yeah. but those scenes shouldn't be okay yeah. um but they, they could get they could and and that's that's ian fleming the author was that's how he wrote those movies originally cuz you know or wrote the books or whatever and uh but that was just a different time like tj was saying so yeah uh but yeah Maybe all right things were acceptable yes definitely definitely um and that was pretty bad to see but anyway off on a better note yes um what'd you guys think of the uh ending for goldfinger pretty goldfinger yeah pretty wild i love it (laughs) it's the greatest thing that's ever happened oh my gosh that the the fight with odd job was i i really like that that was really entertaining yeah and when he's like in the vault still and yeah Really and I love, I love every time, every time there would be like, uh, they would fight and then they would stare off at each other and it would always turn to odd job and he'd just be smiling. <laughs> he has this big cheesy grin on yeah. him. like, yes. Oh my gosh. That was good. That was good. Electrocutes the crud out of him. Yeah. That too. I thought that was, that was nicely done because like there was no way and that would have been believable if, you know, Bond himself overpowered. Yeah. It just takes him out of, out of nowhere. Um, it's kind of quick, and and that's fine. I mean, that's that's how that goes. Um, I I I loved uh I loved Goldfinger's gold uh <laughs> handgun. Yes, the oh, that was great. Yes, that was really great. Um, yeah. The other funny aspect in there is when they do defuse the bomb, and Bond is like, there's like seven seconds left or something like that, yeah. and he's like screwing with all the wires and going absolutely insane and then the guy and just, just turns to, it off like yeah and then the guy, other dude just comes in and just flips it off and he's like what the <laughs> what yeah. are you doing yeah yeah oh yeah i actually got it that was like, yeah. it was like because it was super like adrenaline that. pump yeah. super climactic moment i love that. and then it was just like click yeah it's funny it was like almost there's almost a little bit of irony to it yeah i think that's the point <laughs> right yeah. yeah right and and i think too um, and again, I, I don't want to speak too much because I talk a lot, but um, I, I did like how it, that's like one of the first times where Bond actually doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's completely clueless on how to like, use a bomb. 
Because he's usually so collected and right and focused and yeah he's yeah. yeah he's collected and focused and in Doctor No and from Russia he always had a plan like for example he's always just very pointed in yeah what he was trying to do. yeah he always knew he always figured it out somehow and in that case it looked like he might have not figured it out mm-hmm. if it wasn't for that guy and and I do like that mm-hmm. uh, I assume you guys agree yeah oh, yeah. yeah it was cool yeah yeah um. Oh, one thing I do, one thing I do want to talk about before we uh, before we switch over to Thunderball. Kind of strict on time too. We got to be careful of time. Parker, you got to go soon, don't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Um. Man, we manage time very poorly on this podcast, mostly because of me. Um. Okay. Let's move. So, goal. I just want to talk about real quickly the the golf scene in th- in Goldfinger. Oh, that scene was nice. That was clean. That was nice. Um, oh, crazy smooth. Crazy smooth. Clean. I did. I, I really liked Bond's uh, caddy too. He, he was kind of funny. Oh yeah, the old guy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that was funny. Um, and then like the trick he pulls on Goldfinger at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And switching the yeah, switching the yeah. Golf balls and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then he tosses the ball back at the end when they're when they're leaving and. Odd job just crushes the golf ball. Yes. Yeah. So good. All right. Uh. Thunderball. Overall thoughts. I think. I think I liked Goldfinger more than Thunderball. Not to make it a comparison game. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Thunderball was really good though. It was. It was. Especially in- interesting how he and the main adversary interacted, just because they knew kind of they were on opposite sides the whole time um but then there's like the the daughter that's intertwined with it where what's her name i don't even remember oh domino domino yeah oh it was domino yeah yeah okay um domino. yeah where he's like with domino the whole time um but then she's whatever nephew or, or niece of yeah the niece well that's what he niece. says yeah, oh, yeah. That's what he says. He's not real. It's not really. His, it's his, more like his mistress. He oh, he just says gotcha. that it's his niece or whatever. But we really know it's not his niece. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All that all that character interaction though, like at the parties and stuff, is so interesting because they're yeah. very obviously on opposite sides, mm-hmm. but then they're just still like they're still dancing around each other, kind of. Yeah, game. it's it's like this whole passive aggressive mood the entire yes. time. I love that. Yeah, yeah. TJ, I love Thunderball. I I think it's like like Goldfinger. It's it kind of walks a nice line between like being a nice serious Bond and also being like really goofy. I yeah yeah like the sharks. Yeah, the sharks in this one and like a whole underwater war. Yes. at the end, like. It, it, it's so like in theory it's so dumb and in actuality it still kind of is but it's insanely fun and it's weirdly done really well yeah yeah I also like that this one is a little slower towards the middle like like well I, th- I think like well more, with, with Goldfinger I think that they talk the talking but it still feels fast like they, I feel, feel like there's still stuff happening I think in Thunderball it like it, it like really slows a lot further down, which I like. I like slower Bond movies at times. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's why I like uh, from Russia a lot. And casino, yeah, that, and casino that's yes. like your second favorite Dude, or something, right? Yeah, and I I I really like um, on Her Majesty's because of that mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right. Yeah, it it just I don't I like I like when the movie franchises like take a step back. Mm-hmm. Like Harry Potter with the sixth one and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think that is reflected on your when we so when we did our first. Bond binge and we watched all of them. I think it's definitely reflected yeah. in, in your in your favorites. Um, I like slow movies. What can I say? Um, I Thunderball. It for me is a top five Bond movie. Um, it's so good. It's I think so. It's definitely top ten. Yes. Same um, here. I I think that it nails it nails what a Bond movie is and then heightens it to in many ridiculous ways. Like oh, yeah. you like the right because with Bond films you have location is a big thing location the gadgets the you know outlandish things and that Thunderball the villains and all that. villains yeah. and I guess I guess actually what did you guys think of the villain I thought the villain was I thought the villain himself was like okay the villain yeah. himself is fine yeah I think he's like but there's mul- there's multiple people that are. Yeah, it's villainous because it's right. It feels it's it feels more like a group of villains. Yeah, because it, it is. It's, it's Spectre. Their their right. whole goal with taking the plane and then getting the bombs and and causing mass destruction. Like that's that's Spectre as yes. a whole. Yes, but yeah. it did focus on the one guy most. And yeah, he was all right. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah, he's, as a character, he's, he's fine. Yeah. He, he's a passable villain. And now that you're talking, Parker, I think what makes up for that is how simple and how big and how cool like the pl- the plan was like the, right. the, the the plan of Spectre yeah. like I think that yeah. I think that helps make up for what we have as an okay Bond villain yes yeah his plan's a lot more intricate and it feels like bigger and bolder yeah, simple. than yes cause yeah. I mean it's literally I mean it's literally well you wanna you wanna explain TJ what oh yeah um essentially the thing is the uh Raida NATO airplane that has atomic bombs on them steal them and then uh essentially say yo governments give us money or we'll blow up places right yeah that's pretty much it yeah (laughs) yeah that was their plan it's 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 been used before it's been used before and and definitely after a simple similar stuff to that but it it, it's effective and they managed to make it effective in in this movie yeah um I, I did really like the big the big huge maps. Those things yes. in that conference room were massive. Oh, it's so massive! Said, All right, this is how far uh, the range of the airplane makes a circle, and then they never use the map again. This massive map yeah. just points at a circle, and that was it. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's a fun little scene <laughs> and the first time he does it he, he lifts up the map and I think I think the map the lifting up the map took longer than what he actually was talking about with the map oh, 100%. oh yeah it is <laughs> I pointed that out when we were watching I'm like oh my god <laughs> it's awesome <laughs> it's good it's amazing um, it's beautiful <laughs> oh yeah yeah that was that was good um Again, I like I said with Goldfinger, uh, Switzerland was is probably my favorite Bond location, and the Bahamas for this one is, cl- is like a close second or third. Mm-hmm. Um, I 
No, what I noticed with this one too, and I don't know if it was because of the location or or something else, but I noticed how good the cinematography was. Oh yeah. Um, and I don't know if that was just elevated because of the location. I'm sure that was part of it. Yeah, but it, it makes it look like the, the, all the nice like tropical colors make the shots. Look the cool. color palette, yes, is great. Yeah, is great. Um, and and they also did a good job. I mean, very rarely do you have. I mean, that's one of, you don't usually look for cinematography in a Bond film, right? But yeah, like, usually not. and 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 that's why like. As soon as I say something about the cinematography, I'm all I'm like, oh wait, well then there's that movie and then that movie. I think yeah. it's just that overall Bond movies tend to have good cinematography. Yeah, yeah, they do. As, yeah. Well, especially the Daniel Craig. Ones. Oh yeah, you know, just because obviously because you know better technology and yeah. and different era, but mm -hmm. like Skyfall, like whoa, I don't know what you're oh yeah. <sighs> they they brought in yeah. some good people for like the Daniel Craig ones and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, Roger Deakins and what's the guy, Inspector TJ? I don't want to butcher his name. I don't remember. I know who you're talking about. I just I know he did Interstellar, and Dunkirk, I... and Tenet, and all those movies. Yes, and oh, I it just have to find it. Has a lot of H's in it. Yeah. I know that. I was, um, he does does let the right one in. I know that. That's a good movie. Cinematographer. Hoity Van Hoitema. Yes. <laughs> Name. <laughs> or it's is it Hoyt? Is it just Hoyt? It might be. I think it might be just Hoyt Van Hoitema. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's in real. He did Ad Astra as well. Yes, that's that's a. I think that's one of my favorite yeah. by him. He's um, super good. Yeah, but um, we'll talk about those movies obviously later on. Um. Thunderball. Back to Thunderball. Yeah. The um, opening. <laughs> jetpacks. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh! Yes. Yeah, the jetpack. Yes. I love that. Yeah, Another example funny. of what I'm gonna start referring to them as Bondisms, where it's like essentially like the scene itself is like. I mean, it's it's a fun scene, but it's like it could be considered a meme, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Like the jetpack itself and like the whole scene and like. It it is, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, and him fight oh, just randomly punching the old lady. This oh my god, yeah, yeah, that yeah. so funny. It was yeah. actually a dude, and then they start coming at each other with like the fire pokers and stuff. It's so good. The director was like, yeah, okay, that was funny. the director was like, okay, so essentially, I want you to break everything in this room, some way, somehow. This fight, you will break everything in this room. The clock broken all the oh, vases broken everything just got toppled yeah everything <laughs> got absolutely destroyed it looked like a bomb went off in the room for yeah, christ's sake how, yeah how oh it set God. up though he was like i'm sorry for your loss and then he just deflects <laughs> her in the face it reminds me of that scene in captain marvel where she's on the airport or on the subway oh and there's the, the scroll grandma. and she just jacks yeah. her in the face yeah yeah <laughs> so good oh my god yeah that's... <laughs> yeah that movie yeah but yeah, Thunderball's yeah. fun. Yeah, it is. Um, let's get to the finale before yeah. uh, before time runs out. The underwater battle. <laughs> oh yeah, the whole like Atlantis kind of style, literally. It was, again, a huge big Bondism. Uh -huh. I mean, like, it's ridiculous and a meme, but it's like so entertaining. 
mm-hmm. and good. And there's not that much like overbearing audio. It's literally just this action. Yeah, people just a lot of water, around, and then like, you the use your water muted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. TJ, you pointed this out. We were watching like the lack of music. Yeah, there's like no music. It's a lot of just like the sounds of people like swimming underwater, and then, like the, this occasional thud of something like happening. Like the harpoon guns. Yeah, the harpoon yeah. gun hitting someone or. So someone trying to hit someone underwater, yeah, it's fun. And it works. Yeah, but it does. It does. It adds a weird, like a fun little layer to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I loved, I loved when Bond came in with the propeller thing. <laughs> it was just going across the screen. Yeah, so good. <laughs> oh, that was that was good. And then, um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was entertaining for sure. Um. Uh yeah. Yeah. Um and I liked I liked how he tricked all those uh divers into the boat and yes. that uh, sunken oh, that was yeah. really good. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. great. That was cool. He seems awesome. And further emphasizes why Q is always mad with uh Bond. Bond. Q, yeah. For for breaking all or losing all of his gadgets. Yeah. Right? Cuz that the jet the the, Blows it the up. propeller pack thing. thing was one of his Inventions. His, his gadget things. Um, it's almost as good as the Ghetto Blaster. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love the Living Daylights. Oh, my gosh. It's so... Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That will be a good one to get to. Yes. Um, What was I going to say? How does it end again, like, after the scene? <laughs> I don't even remember now. Well, it's really that. quick. Like, so... So, well, before we get there, we should talk about the boat part of the thing. So, they, so oh, right, okay, right. so what happens is, right, so they, so the underwater fight happens, they win, Bond's mm-hmm. team wins, so, like, the U.S. Coast Guard and Bond win. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's the U.S. Coast Guard, because Felix was America, American CIA, and I'm pretty sure he brought everyone in. Yeah, right. So, pretty sure it's the U.S., <laughs> thank you, TJ, um, I'm pretty sure it was the, the U.S. Coast Guard. So, so what happens is, so then, after that... The main guy escapes with the eye patch. He escapes onto the boat. Yes. And Bond manages to get on the boat too, except he's hanging on for dear life. Remember, he hangs on uh, to the side. The side the yes. Oh yeah. At really, really, really high speeds, and manages to get on. And climbs in. Yeah. And then they fight in the cockpit. Thoughts on the fight, TJ? I mean, it's as a fight, it's it's fine, but it's also like. I mean, it, it has that, like, 60s action movie energy mm-hmm. to it, mm-hmm. that where it's, like, it's not too crazy or yeah. groundbreaking in any matter, but, like, right. it's fun. It's, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's passable. Like, I, I still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Parker, thoughts? Yeah, it was just a good spot yeah. of action more than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of helped. I told it was you. really, like, a little, like, transitional action just like yeah, to towards the end. More. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like how uh, the crazy turning of the uh, the steering wheel. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that part's so funny. Oh my god, <laughs> that was good. Um, yeah, it's well, like there's stuff on them both sides. So <laughs> yeah, they're going back and forth. Like every once in a while, someone will pop up and turn the wheel, and then they'll go back to fighting. Yes, it'll yes. turn so the you know. Um, it is good. Um. I'm I'm looking this up now, and I'm pretty sure this is true. I'm pretty sure Guy Hamilton directed Thunderball and From Russia, correct? No, no, he did. Or no, Guy. Ha- sorry, sorry. The 
the guy Hamilton's Goldfinger. Yes. Um, Terrence Young. Terrence Young, and I, he did he did both those, didn't he? He did. I th- think so. Let me see. I'm pretty sure he did. Okay, the reason I bring this up is because um, boat scenes. Well, yeah, that that too, but um, the the close. The, you can compare the two close quarter fight scenes, one from, from Russia, which is known as one of the best Bond fight scenes in general, when they're on the a train. Yes. And yeah. the one from um, Thunderball. And it's interesting contrast contrasting the two because, well, one is clearly, critically better, um, uh, yet I still think he executes... Well, he executes the From Russia one really just oh, it's fantastic. Great. It's. I mean, you couldn't have gotten better. We talked about it in the, in the first uh, Bond podcast episode when yeah. you were here, Parker. But and we don't we don't want to go into that game because we already talked about it. But it's great. It's it's interesting seeing his I guess uh, love for throwing in uh, close quarter Bond fight scenes and mm-hmm. uh, the choreography was. I mean, you part uh, TJ. You talked about it. it. Was it was like it was all right. Um, but like the, it was just it was just fun. There's something yeah. There's something about it that just yeah feels good. <laughs> and, and I love how um I don't know who decided to order alcohol um during this whole fiasco. But remember at the beginning the guy comes up from below deck with a with some alcohol. Remember? Yes. <laughs> remember like with the tra- yeah. with the platter and everything. Yeah, with I'm, the tray. I'm like okay. It's genius. Someone really really wanted some alcohol. Um, Someone wanted a mai tai. Yeah. Don't judge them. <laughs> Before, while this whole all this stuff was ensuing, so that was funny. Well, yeah, he he needed his mai tai for like as, as his like post celebratory, like drink. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe he's a margarita man. I don't know. Is he whisking away in Margaritaville? He's looking for his lost shaker. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. The song's a banger. You can't tell um, me different. Yes, it is a very good song. Um. I was gonna say something that I forgot. Oh, I like how I like how for a moment, right? They get um, <laughs> Domino kills the villain guy. Um, kills the villain guy, and I know Parker, you gotta go, so we're gonna wind this up real quickly. Oh no, I'm good. Oh okay. I guess say. Okay. Um. Kills the villain guy. And then, like two seconds later, they have to jump off the boat. Oh. Well, yeah, not yeah. not just that though. They don't do it like for several seconds. They just sit there and they're like, "Oh, like, mm-hmm. are you good? It's like, are you good?" Or it's like, "Yeah, I'm good," or whatever. While this boat is going into its impending doom, I thought that was really funny. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, but I did really. I, I mean, it was still good. Um, you get to the scene of them jumping off the boat. <laughs> beautiful. Okay, but also the cocoon part where like the boat. Jettisons itself, the main part of the boat from the, you know, the yeah, cocoon. Earlier, oh, so, yeah. it's so good. And then, like, then you randomly see this big ass machine gun come out from where the boat left and just start. <laughs> so good. The captain of that part was really, dude. The actor, he was really getting into it, man. It's so funny. He was the main guy in that cocoon part where he was directing people. He, dude, he was into it. He was pointing and yelling and. Trying to keep things together, and then as people start to jettison, he keeps on there for a while, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know that might be." I'm it. screwed. <laughs> I think that might be a good idea. So then he jettisons, and oh, and then beautiful. The, does does the cocoon blow up? Yeah, the the that's right. Yeah, they blow it. Uh, the U.S. Navy or 
Navy. Yeah, the Navy. Navy. They, they blow yeah. it up. Yeah. Or the Coast Guard, whatever one. Someone. Someone does. This says Navy. Oh, it's Navy? Yeah. Okay. Navy it is. Um... Um, I just totally blanked on it. Oh, yeah, so I was looking at a thing. I, I like to read the trivia from IMDb every once in a while for the movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's always fun. The expl- the big explosion with the boat on the rocks, it blew out windows, like, around that area. I love that. Gla- like, you know, windows on houses and stuff. Yeah, it yeah. blew them out, like they broke. Hmm. Yeah. Which, which is what I love, because... Like, it, it would have been just, it would have just been easy, you know, for CGI explosion or whatever. It wouldn't have looked half as good. But, like, dude, the explosions are so good. Yes. They are legit. They are legit explosions and big ones. As evidenced by that thing I just told you guys where it blew out windows mm-hmm. around the area. Oh, yeah. Um, and much more realistic than uh, oh, yeah. a car maybe in midair. Just <laughs> oh, my car. gosh, yes. Yes, I guess I want. To, let's mention that quickly because we have to give it its uh, spotlight of, oh, of amazingness. So, of Parker, you want to explain what you're talking about? It's in Thunderball, right? It's like it's in Gold Goldfinger. Oh, that one's in Goldfinger. Yes, yeah. it's the chase. Is that the chase scene kind of after? That's the one with all the henchmen dudes. Yeah, the mini. Yeah, the with the gray jumpsuits and the yellow belts. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. right, right, TJ. The blue. Uh, yes. Blue yeah, with the and belts. one of the cars Bond takes out. And it flies off a cliff. Yeah, like it's like going over the cliff, and then like right as it crests over the edge of the cliff, it just explodes into flames for no reason. Yes. <laughs> it just goes crashing down. <laughs> it takes like two. It doesn't even. It just two after two seconds in midair, it just. Yeah, literally, it just barely crashed. No reason. It exploded. No reason mm-hmm. whatsoever. I don't know what was going on in their head when they did it, but. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Oh, Art. That's what was. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, Thunderball also won an Oscar. What do you think it's for? Can I go two for two? Can I go two for two? Hmm. Parker, you you make a guess. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe for for Thunderball. Yes. Is it set design or something? I'm gonna guess cinematography. It was for visual effects. Uh, oh, well, that makes sense when you're talking about explosions and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I was literally just talking about that. All right, one for two, I'll take it. 50%. Yeah. 50-50. Um, yeah, I think uh, another... I... I put this one over Goldfinger because... Well, I'm more, I, I, I'm more of an action guy, and that's represented in my favorite stuff. Yeah. But also because there's still, there is still um, decent dialogue. Not as I wouldn't say it's nearly as good as like Goldfinger in some cases, but still good dialogue, still solid dialogue. And even at the slower points, and there is, like TJ was mentioning earlier, there is still some slower points, especially in the middle of the film. Even at the beginning. It, yeah. t- it takes it almost like half an hour for like the movie to actually really start. That's true. Um, so I think when you combine that um, with like the visual effects, like TJ was saying, it won an Oscar for the set design, 
Not so much the set design in this one. I, I, I like the set design more in Goldfinger. Um, the location, the action, um, like the cool gadgets. Bond has some amazing gadgets in, in Thunderball. Oh yeah, he has like that uh, breather. Yeah, that you yeah. can go like all four the, minutes. All the underwater stuff, yeah. Right, which does not exist even, you, you even today. You can't top the acid from. I know yeah. it's true. I I don't know. There's a sense of. I don't know. I think it's partially because I get more enjoyment out of Thunderball, and also um, there's something about the underwater scene and like the underwater choreography. Oh yeah, that oh, that's actually super impressive. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's crazy impressive. Think about how like how difficult. By the and by the way, that was not filmed in a pool. All that fighting, it was legit in the filmed ocean. in the, the ocean, ocean. Yeah. which makes it even more impressive. Yeah. Um. So I think that. The, the just the other action in general. I love how a, I love how two um, Bond's kind of hopping around everywhere. Right, he's not he's not stuck in one place too long. Right, he's kind of right. hopping around, yeah. and it create it's a, it feels more of a it almost feels like more of a collection of multiple stories, yes. as opposed to Goldfinger, which feels yeah. like one. Yeah, and I one. think that I, I think I do like that. I, I think that's why I like it more. Than Goldfinger. Well, and Rotten Tomatoes agrees with you. They gave uh, Goldfinger eighty six, and they gave mm-hmm. or they gave Thunderball eighty six, and they gave Goldfinger seventy eight. I believe. Okay, I looked it up. All right, boys, I went. So Parker, you mean the guess? You should have gone first. I'm sorry, I'm a bad person. <laughs> um, what is out of the two? Which one do you like more? I did like Goldfinger more. Um, where you're talking about the TJ, you're talking about like. Um, the plan of like the simplicity, but or you were talking about it too, where it's simple, but super effective and super straightforward. Um, also, I'm just a sucker for Q and his abilities with a DB5, dude. <laughs> the Ashton is yeah. so sick. The one, the the one chase scene where odd odd job is is, and the other cars like chasing him through the tunnel, or whatever. Um, and then he ends up getting caught, but the and he does the ejecto seat. Yeah, oh, that scene is is epic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's super straightforward and easy. But Thunderball was also incredibly entertaining. Yeah, they're both they're both great. They're yeah, both awesome. Yeah. All right. Also, Parker, I think you changed my opinion. I think I'm gonna go Goldfinger now. Really? Yes. The reason being, okay, I will defend my reason why I decided to change. You you convinced me, is I do really like that DB five. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and when we we're talking earlier about all the precedents that it sets for it's, Bond, it's yeah. just there's so many classic elements. It's so hard. Finger. It. We're both. Oh my gosh! Amazing. I. Yeah, it's close. I I think. Yeah. I think it probably is Goldfinger. I'll say I'll say Goldfinger. That'll be my final thing. I don't know though. I don't know. Might, I'll bet you you go back later. Or, I'll it's, probably it's go back. Right, here. right after we turn off the camera. Oh my we'll gosh! Probably go decide for by a hair. They're both awesome. Though. They're, They're both, both great. great. I just the thing with Thunderball is is that that cor- that underwater choreography really gets me. Yes. Like that is just so so good. Yeah, it's crazy. Impressive. And but. With Goldfinger, it's the DB5, and it's the DB5 combined with, as I was talking about earlier, with um, Geneva, Switzerland. Right. Um, and, of course, we didn't talk about the, the iconic uh, Goldfinger line, no, Mr. Bond, I want you to die, um, when he's on the laser. And that's, like, one of the most iconic Bond scenes. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, 
I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> I'll just say. I'll stick with my. I'll just. I don't know. I'll say Goldfinger for now, but I'll probably change it in 20 minutes. So, <laughs> yeah. for now, I'll say Goldfinger. Um, but, TJ, go ahead. Um, I've always had a soft spot for Thunderball. Uh, since this is the first time I've watched it, and I think this is the fourth time I've watched both. That sounds about right. Uh, I like. Th- I enjoy Thunderball a little more. I find it. It's a. It's a little more ridiculous and out there, but I do. I think Thunder or Goldfinger is a better movie, mm-hmm. and I think I still do enjoy it a little. Thunderball, not Thunderball, uh, Goldfinger a little more, because I think it. Ha- I think it walks that line of, like, campy to, like, serious really well. But mm. yeah, like I said, I'm. I love both of them. They're both very high up on, out of all 25, 24 at least. Mm-hmm. They're both very high up. Right. It's hard to pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, the first four are, like, really hard for me to pick, like, different, because they're all so good. Yeah. As shown by me for the last couple of minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I think the consensus online is that Thunderball gets it, mm-hmm. um, just from what I glanced at. Yeah, and I, I noticed... I, I think, yeah, go I think, ahead. I think go a lot ahead. of audiences think that, like, some parts of... I, I, I think just, like, there's something about thunderball that's just so fun right where goldfinger i think i think it uh it's more of a once you appreciate bond more it becomes even better mm-hmm. with all the iconic little bits in it yeah you you, yeah. you notice more like of what things are or like i all, all these little iconic bond bits come from and it's kind of like it's the godfather of all of them right yeah yeah i i agree um yeah, I was gonna say something, but I think I forgot. Probably because I'm we've been gone for a while. Um, Nearly ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, I want to. I don't want to forget what I was gonna say, and then end the podcast and be like, "Oh, that's what I was gonna say." What did you? What were you just talking about? What did you end on? I said that. Um... Oh, I got it now. Oh. Okay. One thing I've, I've, I don't know, I don't know about if you guys have noticed this, but it seems like with Rotten Tomatoes, if the movie is has a more of an enjoyment factor than let's say another movie that might be maybe critically better, it seems like it gets rated higher. Yeah. Am I am I totally being wild well, that, here? Or? I mean that makes some sense. To me. I mean, everything you just said went one like went and when you're okay. Okay. Down. So Sorry. Parker gave the ratings for Goldfinger and Thunderball, and I, I agree that Thunderball score. is a more wild and enjoyable and I can be seen as being a more enjoyable film however and and, and the re- and once you brought up those scores it kind of reminded me like it seems to me that if a movie is enjoyable is really enjoyable but not nearly critically on that same level as the enjoyability is it seems like they still rate it high compared to like let's say if there was a movie that was maybe critically better, but not nearly as enjoyable, they'll rate it lower. I, do you, you kind of understand what I'm saying? I think it's very iffy. Because, like, and, and the example that I'm putting up is what we were talking about with Thunderball and Goldfinger. Okay. Oh, wait. So, um, the IMDb scores for Thunderball and Goldfinger. Goldfinger is a 7.7, and Thunderball is a 7, mm. flat. Interesting. And the, the Rotten Tomatoes for each... 
Goldfinger sits at a 99 critic and 89 audience. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Wait, well, wait, Parker, I thought you wait, what? Thunderball, I just saw... Did you, were you looking at Metacritic? And then Thunderball sits at an 86 audience, or not, uh, 86, um, critic and 73. Wait, and Goldfinger's 99? Mm-hmm. 73 oh, well, audience. Well, that's, that's, yeah, no, that's just, all- like, the fresh percentage. This is... Oh, yeah, wait, come here, come here. <laughs> come here, boy. Um, I think you may, you, were you, uh, because the Metacritic is a 64, so I, have, I have them both back-to-back right here. That's Thunderball. I'll, I'll pull Goldfinger. Oops. That's not right. There's Goldfinger, there's Thunderball. Hmm. Oh. Alright, never mind then. My point, never mind. <laughs> I st- I st- well, but I still do... Th- I still do mention that point though because i feel like that is kind of relevant it is kind of sometimes a point where sometimes fun movies that aren't that amazing right do get weirdly high ratings and then something that's like we then again it's it's a collection of reviews so Mm -hmm. it might have been it might be like this movie's fun and that's all it is Mm. where a lot of the reviews where like if you get like an art movie that isn't fun it they a lot of people might say it's pretentious and boring, and then they oh, it might go down because point. of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I okay. Realized, I realized what I did. TJ, you are a chaotic individual because I was looking at the Golden Eye. Oh. TJ. Goldfinger. Yes. Yes, Goldfinger has a 99 on Rotten Tomatoes, and for good reason. And Thunderball has an 86. You know, Parker, we can. Gang up on TJ if we really want to. Yes. <laughs> I, it, was, it was my fault. I, I punched uh, in the wrong. I'm just kidding. Oh, it's all good. Information. Just kidding. Gold Knight's great, though. Gold Knight is pretty good, yeah. TJ is officially an agent of chaos, confirmed. <laughs> um, he got both Parker and I. Um, so, yeah. Um, um, so, basically, what all comes down to it, Parker's favorite is. Of the two is Goldfinger's. Yep. TJ's is Thunderball. What? Is that I, what said, you said? I said Goldfinger. Oh, you did say Goldfinger. Oh. I said I, I, said I have a soft spot for oh. for Thunderball. Is like Goldfinger? Uh, mine is probably Thunderball. <laughs> it'll change every twenty minutes, probably. Every time I talk about it, it'll change. Um. And maybe it'll stay Goldfinger. I don't know. Thunderball. I'm. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, um, both classic and very enjoyable Bond films. We all thoroughly enjoyed them, I believe. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yes? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we have enjoyed... Parker, thank you for uh, participating in the podcast and watching the movies with us. Of course. Yeah, he'll be um, back for more, of course. He will be. I, for those that are just listening and don't know, Parker watched a lot of Daniel Craig ones but hadn't seen any a lot of the other classic ones, and so that's what... That's kind of part of the reason we're doing this rewatch through all of them. And so we'll show them more iconic ones. Um, we can't wait to show them You Only Live Twice, right, TJ? Oh, yes. That one is is the funniest Bond, in my opinion, actually. It's definitely up there, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that movie is... Okay, so you know how I have Bondisms, right? 
Yeah. That yeah. is the that movie is the ultimate Bondism. It yeah. pretty much is. So many iconic things, but it's just it's hilarious and yeah. Alright. Uh Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, check us out on Spotify. I'm trying to... So I'm, tr- I, I'm sorry, people. I'm trying to get us up on Apple Mu- Apple Podcasts, but it's hard because Apple's stupid. Um, but you can check us out on Spotify as for now, for now and uh, our YouTube channel. Um, I'm pretty sure we're up on Stitcher, too, all that good stuff. I'll, I'll put it in the uh, bio here wherever you're listening to it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, TJ, you have anything else you want to add? No. Parker? Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, and we will see you, you next time. Bye. Adios. Goldfinger.